We're back with a special Kobe Bryant episode of Brick House. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kobe, it's been a great career you've had. <laughs> I'm Matt Baker. We had our uh, second uh, Brick House basketball outing last week, Bob. Man, that was back a good game. Back-to-back weeks. What got to see UCLA take down the mighty, question mark, Kentucky Wildcats? They were just taking a bunch of crazy shots. I think they thought they could out-athletic UCLA coming in because they beat UCLA last year by 40. And when I say they, pretty much they meaning everybody who's not on the Kentucky team this year. Right, right. Yeah, they got a whole new 17 freshmen yeah. that they lo- just threw a bunch of shots up there. I think they were maybe intimidated by all the UCLA alums in the building. The camera spent... Pretty much the entire game, just finding celebrities who went to UCLA, yeah, who were in the building watching the game. Everyone from Jerry West to Oscar Robertson to Jessica Alba and fucking Urkel. Yeah, Urkel. <laughs> Jaleel White, he did it. Shaq even showed up for the second half when uh, when he saw that Kentucky might lose. Yeah, he flew the helicopter and landed right on top of the Poly Pavilion there. I was thinking that there was just a, a big man that needed criticizing, and they're just like, get Shaq in as fast as possible. Yes, Calabrissier, <laughs> he needed the criticizing. So, well, I asked you at the game whether or not you think Shaq needs a ticket to get into any game in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I would imagine he doesn't. Probably not even any concerts, you know. Yeah, he just shows up, and they're like, oh, I, I guess we uh, uh, come this way. <laughs> no, I'm Shaq. He's like, Oh, can I see uh, some identification? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just peers into their soul. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure we had a chance to honor and, of course, make lots of fun of Kobe Bryant uh, in in an episode of Brick House. But uh, before we get into that, I wanted to tell you about a, a headline I saw just uh, just the other day. You know, I love headlines, Bob. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Matt, have banned hoverboards from their locker room. Love it. it. If you recall, J.R. Smith arrived mm-hmm. to Quicken Loans Arena for a game against the Warriors last yeah. year in the finals, riding, you know, they call them hoverboards, but they have wheels. They don't. Right. They. I think they were uh, just anxious to really focus on get that back to the future 2015 money yeah by calling them hoverboards yeah definitely and the marketing seems to have worked but the rule matt which even um, was on made fun of on saturday night live recently the joke was that uh you know the cleveland banned uh, hoverboards from the locker room and it was the first time ever that a cavaliers player was penalized for traveling (laughs) (laughs) which was pretty funny but i've never heard about any other cavaliers arriving to the building on a hoverboard other than jr smith Smith. yeah i didn't even hear about jr smith doing it but i knew that he was the one that you were gonna say (laughs) right that's why why doesn't doesn't that make it kind of an awkward rule don't you think matt I was thinking like an equivalent would be, you know, Timothy Mozgov is the only Russian player on the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And what if, you know, LeBron James called a team meeting and was like, guys, I just want to set some some team <laughs> ground rules this year. You know, we're going to need nobody 
to bring in borscht into the locker room this year. You know, the Russian beet stew. Yeah, you know, he's just locked eyes with Mozgov this entire time. You this know, just this like... rule applies to everybody. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Iman Shumpert. Yeah, no more borscht this year. We know, you know you it love stains it. our jerseys purple. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty awkward rule for J.R. Smith, but uh, always hilarious to find headlines coming out of that Cavaliers locker room, especially when J.R. Smith's involved. It's like the meta world piece of the Eastern Conference. Right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of meta world piece, there's continued talk about him becoming a head coach. It's this is going to happen, and yeah. I'm I'm pulling for it. If Luke <laughs> Walton can go 21 and 0, meta world piece can do a better job than Byron Scott. That's that's a statement. It's, it's out there now. So you're saying I'm sticking by it. So you're saying uh, player coach. You're going player coach this year. I don't think I don't think they're going to move him to the to the head of the bench this year. Uh-huh. And nor do I think he will play another season in the NBA after this year. I I thought this season was a surprise. You know, not many people thought he'd be back in the NBA. Well, I think it is evidence as to the Lakers' actual tanking that he is back in the sure. NBA. yeah. Otherwise, yeah, let's get into the Kobe news. I saw that two guys from Italy came to the Philadelphia game, which is the first game that Kobe announced right before that mm-hmm. he was retiring. First game the 76ers won this year. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that, that was a great headline you told me about was uh, – Sixers win first game, suspend best player. Yeah, yeah, Sam. It, yeah, it was the Sam Hinkie meme of yeah. Sixers win first game, Sam Hinkie suspends best player. Yeah, which is exactly what happened. But there were yeah. two guys, two guys from Italy in the front row at this basketball game that had a handmade sign saying how they quit their jobs, flew from Italy to come and see Kobe Bryant. That sounds like a classic European dude thing to do. <laughs> that really does. Like, like we're so my two day work week was so rough. Yeah, we're so scared of losing our jobs over here and over there. They're just like letting them go left and right just to come to basketball games. They might have been excited. Watch the two worst teams in the NBA. <laughs> they might have been excited when Kobe hit his first three out of four three pointers, but and then proceeded to miss like the yeah. next thirteen. Yeah, for their sake, I hope they quit a job at a 7-Eleven or whatever yeah. the Italian equivalent Yeah, is. or like their job of mowing each other's lawns. <laughs> yeah, let's hope they weren't leaving a private That's... equity fund okay. to see that game. Okay, I admire that. I, but the quitting the job seems a bit excessive. What I, I can imagine they go in their boss and they tell them the plan, and the boss says, okay, and they say, we quit. And like, well, you don't need to quit. Like, no, we're quitting. <laughs> Uh, Giuseppe, you can come back on Monday. It's fine. Nope. Part of the deal is we're quitting our jobs. It would make the sign a complete lie. Yeah. It would be better. <laughs> These two men quit their jobs, divorce their wives, put their children up for adoption just to come watch Kobe Bryant. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into a version of the game show that inspired by Kobe and Kobe stats. And inspired. A few questions that aren't. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's the host of the Brickhouse Game Show, Bob Johnson. Okay, okay, so Kobe Bryant has made a lot of money in his NBA career. 
yes. so much money that, uh, in fact, there's only one player in NBA history who has made more than him. That's your first question, Matt. Can you name that player? That'd be Kevin Garnett, Bob. Ooh, very good. Very good. Nice start off. He is, Kevin Garnett's made a ton of money. Kevin Garnett has made $7 million more than Kobe. They, wow. The actual total is uh, $335.8 million for, uh, for Kevin Garnett and 328.2 for Kobe. Goodness. Kobe's done a lot of catch-up the past few years, but Garnett... That's true. Garnett had the one of the very first hundred million dollar deals. Right? He had the contract that created the ninety nine lockout. Is what he yeah, had. Yeah, <laughs> was it like seven years, one hundred and twenty million, or some something like something to that effect? I'll, I'll get on that here. Okay, more Kobe stats. Kobe made seventeen All Star games. Wow. Well, he was voted to seventeen All Star games. Right. Um, he played and started in all fourteen that he actually played. There's only one NBA player to make more All-Star games, Matt. Do you know who that is? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Two in a row. Oh, boom. Brickhouse record mm, here. Mm, mm. All right, one more Super Kobe highlight. Kobe has made 11 All-NBA teams in his career. That is tied for best ever with one other player. 11 All-NBA, first-team All-NBAs? Uh, I don't know about I don't think it's first-team. Oh, just 11 in general. 11 total. In his in his twenty year career, um, wow. Uh, let's say, I don't know, uh, Jordan. Jordan is a close guess, but the correct Magic. answer is Carl Malone. Carl Malone, quite the quite the long career. One okay. of Kareem and Malone, by the way, the only two guys to have more career points than Kobe. Although I think most most brick house geeks know that one. Yeah, you geeks. But two uh, out of three to start it off, Matt. Good start. Kevin Garnett, six-year, $126 million. That's nice. Yeah, it led to the lockout. You were, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was just said, what's going on? <laughs> Owners needed to protect themselves from giving more players contracts like that. That was great because uh, that was right around the time that they gave that weird Joe Smith contract out that cost them all those draft picks. So oh, the, the Timberwolves were just wheeling and dealing, Bob. <laughs> all right, what's the next one? Okay, so you already guessed that Garnett is number one highest paid player ever. Kobe Bryant is number two. Okay, you got any idea who rounds out that top five? Top five. So who's number three, four, uh, and five highest-paid players ever? I might not get them in order, obviously. Okay. We'll say Shaq. Shaq is number three. Shaq's number three. All, all top five players have, are all NBA champions. Yeah, Duncan. Duncan is number four. I'm getting these in order? In order. Oof. $240 million career dollars for Duncan. Goodness. Which is more than you expect because, you know, recently he's taken the, the hometown discounts. Right. Well, that's. I was gonna say number five is Dirk, but I, I'm worried about discounts too. Well, that's correct, Matt. Oh man, I'll Bob, accept that answer. We need to. Uh, <laughs> we need to check. We need to check if there's been some question tampering because I'm doing way too good today. You're, you're shooting like Steph Curry right now. Man. Okay. Well, it's getting it's getting harder on the uh, on the list. I actually compiled the 17 highest paid players of, of all time. time. And so I'm going to need you to guess. No, I'm not. We're going to be here for a while on a special three-hour episode of Brick House. <laughs> but I do have a different game for for some of these other players. This game is over/under All-Star appearances 
for some of these few players that Ooh. I that I chose. Okay. Uh, um, that's good. That's a good one. Just to the, show how how you can make a ton of money but not get a bunch of the accolades. Right. Okay. So I'll just I'll just give you the spoiler. Number six all time highest paid player. Do you have a guess? Uh, number six would be uh, Carmelo. I don't know. Joe. Fucking yeah. Johnson. That was I, he. <laughs> My, when you said you were going to give me over under all star, I, I thought to myself, it's got to be Joe. Joe Johnson's got to be one of these that you're going to tell me. Joe Johnson is the first one, so he is. He's six all time. It makes sense. He's, he's been the highest all time. He's been the highest paid player basically every year for the past eight years since so. he left the Suns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, he's currently in his fifteenth NBA season. Okay. So the over under for you on this one is: Do you think he has over or under? six career all-star appearances i he's he's over i think he's been a seven over is correct and seven is exactly yeah, right I've, i'm getting it because he those hawks those hawks years he was going every year for a while there i don't think he got voted into the starting lineup necessarily because yeah. Dwayne wade was probably right. always getting that two guard spot mm-hmm Okay. Maybe that was one of those where people and obviously he was a great player during those years, but people might have saw the salary and figured, oh well he must be an all star. Yeah. We should just vote him in. I'm gonna skip a few players uh down the list, but I'll tell you who they are. Number seven, Paul Pierce. Eight, Jason Kidd. These mm-hmm. are still the highest paid players of all time. Nine, Ray Allen, and ten, Carmelo. But eleven is uh Chris Weber. Weber. Who nice. played 15 seasons. 15 seasons. And over under seven all-star appearances, Matt. What do you say? I'm going to say under. It sounds like a trick, but I'm going to say under. Under is the correct answer. Wait, I'm, I'll say, honestly, I think he probably went. What, do you, what was the over under seven? Seven, yeah. Oh, five? Five is exactly right. Boom. Bad. Yeah. You are so prepared. <laughs> Number 12 on the list uh, who has made an all-star game, in fact, started in the all-star game every year except his rookie year. And the guy who will probably inevitably number one on this list until Anthony Davis catches him. Yeah. LeBron James. Of course. LeBron James is probably going to make $30 million a year or more for the next six or seven years. Do you have the total amount he's made? The total amount he's made so far is $172.7 million. So he's basically halfway there. Oh, yeah. I mean, one more $20 million season, and he's all the way to seventh on the list you uh-huh. know, and uh, above Paul Pierce. Okay, but uh, number 13 on the list all time, Pau Gasol. Wow. Who is also in his 15th season, and his over-under, Matt, three all-star games. Pau Gasol. Over-under three all-star Oof. games. I'll say over. I can't imagine him going to less than three. Over is correct. It is five. Five yeah. all-star games. The last Even that one, seems low, to be honest. Yeah, it does. It does. The last one he started in, which was the first one he ever started in, was just last year. And I believe we discussed it probably in one of our twin segments. Um, it was him and his brother each started at center for opposing yeah. teams in the game right. last year. Right. Which was the first time since... The Van Arsdales. Yeah, the good old Van Arsdales. <laughs> Dick and Tom and yeah. somebody. I forget. Uh, just quick LeBron salary update. Last year was the first time in his career he made $20 million or more. Whoa. Yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to make up for lost time. Depending on what uh, your definition of interesting is, I suppose. <laughs> okay, next uh, we're going to skip him. 
um, with the uh, with the guests. But number fourteen on the list all time, Vince Carter, half he, man, half amazing. He is number fifteen all time on the list, Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, Jermaine O'Neal made one hundred and sixty eight point seven million dollars in his eighteen seasons. And his over-under for you, eight All-Star games. Gosh. Under. Under is correct. He, he, he's one of those guys, he had to have gone to about five five or six in a row and then not again. That's that's probably about right. He went to six total. Yeah. Uh, six. Played and they five. Were six in a row. Started two. Okay. Uh, last one here, Matt. Number 16 on the all-time list. Elton Brand. Elton Brand, wow. Who played 16 seasons, and the question for you, over or under four All-Star games? I'll say under, and I got a question for you, Bob. Is Elton Brand still playing? Is Elton Brand? I don't think so. Okay. He was on the I'm Hawks last year. His All-Star count in 16 seasons was two. Wow. Two All-Star games. Wow, that's crazy. The lowest of anybody. I, I went to 17 on this list only so we can include one of my favorite players of all time, and maybe you like him too. T-Mac? Amari Stoudemire. Oh, Amari. T-Mac is uh, one of my most frustrating players okay, of all time. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's a good list, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. And I think you got every question but one right on oh, this man. version of the game show. So congratulations. Thank you. You know your stuff. Yeah. I got a question for you. See if you can answer this one, Bob. Oh. Uh, in NBA history, there's been one player born in Alaska. I'll give you multiple choice. Carlos Boozer. I'll give you multiple choice. Okay? <laughs> it's not Boozer. Is it A, Carlos Boozer, B, Mario Chalmers, C, Wally Serbiak, or D, Ish Smith. I got to stick with my instincts and say the booze. I know he's from Alaska. I don't know if he was born there. Mario Chalmers. Uh. I, you know, when I clicked on the link, I saw it said one in Alaska. I thought, oh, that's got to be Boozer. Yeah. It was Mario Chalmers. You know, my, uh, my father-in-law delivered hundreds and hundreds of babies in Juneau. Yeah, like in the in uh, probably around the time Chalmers was born, nobody asked him. He just decided to do it. Well, he was the only guy in Juno for like a year or two that delivered babies. So, wow! So I wonder if me and uh, old Mario have that connection. I'll have to look up. Yeah, his birthday. I'll find out. <laughs> uh, uh, Boozer was born in West Germany. Oh goodness! Yeah, that's that back his... when there was a West Germany. Is his dad a military guy? Military guy. Yeah, makes sense. Mario Chalmers born in 86, so. Well, I put the, the Kobe stuff into our What's the Deal segment so we could have some, some slap bass. What's the deal with Kobe's farewell tour? Started the night after we uh, did last week's podcast. Mm -hmm. We did last week's podcast, and then that night he announced he was retiring. He's making us look like fools, Bob. I've got the uh, eight comparisons for Kobe Bryant. I was thinking, like, why are all these people forking out hundreds and hundreds of dollars to watch a 38-year-old guy shoot air balls? Right. Uh, you, can, you can go to my gym 
for free <laughs> and see the 38-year-old yeah. dude shooting yeah. air balls. You can go to the local YMCA. We talked that. about this podcast for the first time while shooting a bunch of air balls at the park. So it, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get right into the eight comparisons for Kobe Bryant this year. Uh, this season, Kobe Bryant, I would compare to pretty much anything Al Pacino's done since Scent of a Woman. Okay. He's really not so much the great actor he once was, but playing a caricature of himself, right. really. That's where the hua Pacino <laughs> came about. Yeah. Number two thing that Kobe reminded me of is uh, Mickey Rourke's character in The Wrestler. <laughs> Specifically, I imagine Kobe Bryant just still has the version of NBA Live 08, you know, oh, where man. he's like the best player in yes. the game. Yes. He hasn't got the new version since then. Yeah. He just plays with the neighbor's kid, you know, on PlayStation at his house at <laughs> yeah. Newport Beach. They're best friends. This is Kobe's only friend, actually. It's a nine-year-old kid that lives next door. It's the only one that can understand him, Bob. <laughs> Number three comparison for Kobe is like going to see Bob Dylan in concert or Mick Jagger in concert mm -hmm. these days. The tickets are really expensive. <laughs> you know, you could tell your friends you went to see Bob Dylan or Mick Jagger, but yeah. everyone knows it doesn't count. Yeah. This is this. If anything, it might color your view negatively of the artist. Sorry, Kobe. I actually <laughs> love you, man. I love you, man. Come on the show again. Number four comparison, Kobe Bryant's year is like the end of Cool Runnings. Oh, man. The team has to carry the bobsled yeah, across yeah. the finish line. <laughs> it's exactly the same as the end of Cool Runnings, except that there's no dignity. No Even dignity. with the, cra yeah, the crash and burn, that's a, that's a perfect one. Number five comparison, Kobe is like Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon 4. He was too old for this shit two movies ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number six, Kobe comparison. He's like uh, P.T. Anderson. He peaked in his 20s. People who saw The Master came away thinking maybe this is a new direction, a more avant-garde uh, you know, stage of his career. Then they went and saw Inherent Vice and realized, wait, this guy just doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see Inherent Vice, Bob. You're uh, you're not missing anything. Fair enough. If you you know, it's like it's about as good as of a movie as Kobe Bryant is as playing basketball. It's right a solid now. one for thirteen movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number seven comparison: Kobe and the Lakers this year are like NCIS. They're both getting great ratings, even though there's at least twenty eight better shows out there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope my parents aren't listening to this, Bob. They love that show. The number eight and last uh, Kobe comparison I have, although we may come up with more as as his farewell tour is still going for another four and a half months. Uh, but the number eight comparison for today is Kobe Bryant playing hero ball as like the guy who thinks it looks cool still when he smokes cigarettes. <laughs> but this is 2016 now, you know, it's not the same. If anything, he's just increasing the odds of giving everyone around him cancer. That is a great one. I didn't expect that, Bob. Now also nice to know that it's 2016. It's 20, you know, let's, <laughs> let's just go ahead and say it's 20. It's less than 30 days. I'll give it to you. Well, my theory is like the, like the Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger thing. People are paying these top dollar prices because of Instagram. 
something that they can put on their social media. Oh, I went and saw Coke. Right. Yes. After after the Philly game, Kevin Ding uh, reported on Twitter that Kobe has requested not to have any more on-court ceremonies or gift presentations from opposing NBA teams. Say what? He doesn't want it to to detract from the game. Yeah. As if making four of 25 shots and not letting the young <laughs> Lakers develop doesn't detract from the game. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Again, Kobe, uh, we only we only do this because you're so great. We're, we're not making any smush Parker lists. You know no, what I mean? No, we are not. Uh, $200 if you want to go see Kobe in the uh, play Boston on December 30th. That's what they're going for. $200 in the yeah. upper section? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Lowest or 200 Oh, my gosh. His very last game at Staples right now on StubHub, the lowest, $535. Wow. That'll go down, I would imagine. Especially when you know, Kobe's last game ends up being on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be real awkward. <laughs> That's going to be real awkward. Yeah, the, especially for the guy holding the sign in April that says, I sold my house to you know buy these Lakers yeah, courtside yeah, tickets. Those poor, <laughs> those poor Italian guys, they peaked. Uh, let's get into another segment. Maybe we'll come back to Kobe, but we got to tell people about the game of the week, Matt. Game of the week. So usually we do the... Uh... Usually the TNT games turn out to be our game of the weeks. I'm not. I'm thinking not this week, Bob. Oh yeah, what do you got? What are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at the TNT games. This oh, week. <laughs> really? Although, I picked the I picked the Clippers at the Bulls. Yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, the the Sacramento Knicks Ooh, one is great. Yeah, that that could be uh, game of the week just because it's. I don't know. It, That's the comedy game of the week for sure. Yeah, because you get <laughs> maybe not the drama category. We get Carmelo and. George Carl reunited. Ooh, again. yeah! I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, he'll want to he'll want to beat George Carl for sure. Yeah. So i i have a I have one. It's the uh, it's uh, next Saturday. The Spurs travel to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Ooh! And you can find that game on the, your home of the Atlanta Hawks NBA TV, Bob. <laughs> nice. If, if there's a Hawks game that is sort of relevant, you'll find it on NBA TV. <laughs> I thought um, I thought Clippers Bulls just because I I was having so much fun comparing everything to Kobe Bryant. I wanted to uh, see if I could think of what the Clippers Bulls reminds me of, and it kind of reminds me of uh, watching the Oscars ceremony, like when they put the camera on the nominees. You know. So, yeah. like, the Clippers and Bulls are like Amy Adams, you know? So they have the camera right in her face and right before they're going to open the envelope. And she knows just as well as anyone else that Streep's it's going to be Meryl Streep yeah. or Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. you know, who I equate to the Cavs and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just embarrassing for everyone involved. I think I think that game when uh, you know, people were making fun of Chris Paul for sitting down and looking really sad the first game versus the Warriors. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about it, and it could be that his sadness really was coming from, I mean, something he didn't realize or is certainly not willing yet to admit, that perhaps his championship window has closed. Ooh. I mean, these Warriors Brutal have got to be so disheartening to every other NBA team out there as they just look 
completely unbeatable and uh, like they're doing it easily. Yeah. But besides that game, there's a game that starts 30 minutes before that on League Pass, and I wanted to ask you if you thought over under 12 people might watch this game. It is the Sixers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Over under 12 people. What do you think, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that would be tough. We know Lopez's mom's watching, and we know Sam Hinkie's watching to make sure they lose. Ed Popen, the cat, does that count? <laughs> yeah, well, do the players on the bench even count? That's a – I got a quick a quick segment I thought of this for this week, Bob. Oh, nice. Along those lines. It's called, Will They Win a Game This Week? Uh-huh. I'm going to read you the 76ers games this week. Okay. And you tell me if they'll win one of these games. Okay. Uh, Monday, December 7th, they play at home against the Spurs. Ooh. Going to probably mark an L An L there. down for that one. Okay. <laughs> Thursday, December 10th, at Brooklyn. At Brooklyn. That's their chance. That's they have a their, shot. That's their chance. It's only the only problem is it's at Brooklyn, so they're probably not going to win. Yeah, Friday. If Kobe's not playing for Brooklyn. They might. They might not win any game. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Friday, December eleventh, home against the Detroit Pistons. Pistons are going to run. They're going to run them those kids to death. I think. Yeah, Detroit. Detroit is kind of like the Wizards, though. You know, they're beating a championship contending team one day and then losing to a five games below 500 team the next day but i'm gonna still put the sixers down is most likely not gonna win their fourth game next this upcoming week sunday december 13th at toronto no uh i'd say the sixers are zero and four this week but uh, four that's what they're going for so yeah (laughs) mission accomplished yeah i uh have to include the diss of the week thing pretty much every week Yo mama is so fat. This is from uh, Dave McMenamin's Twitter. Ooh. Back to the Cavaliers locker room. In the Cavaliers locker room, James Jones was talking about his con- how his contract doesn't allow him to ride horses. Of course. Timothy Mozgov had a quote in response. Quote, in Russia, we ride bears. <laughs> That's the that's the diss of the week, Timothy Moskov. He doesn't even need to like explain why that's yeah. a diss. Bear, but... <laughs> uh, bears are uh, outlawed though in the uh, Cavaliers locker room. Yeah, there, Bob. yeah. J.R. Smith ruins it for everybody. Yeah, rode a bear right. into the parking lot one time. Well, we, you have to uh, you have to ban horse riding in some contracts because if we remember the second to last episode of Full House, Michelle gets thrown from the horse. And ends up with amnesia. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I think we all learned our lesson that day that horses. Man, I didn't trouble. even think we were going to have any twins mentioned in this podcast. Oh, today. we did it! You did it! Did it just happen, Bob? We keep the streak alive. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional <laughs> twins update. <laughs> I got to put a little bit of like uh, flute music underneath that, that I, paragraph. Okay, I, th- here this is a. Uh, Along the Olsen twins line, I saw where uh, Mary Kate got married to Oliver Sarkozy, the brother of the pre- former president of France. Oh, and uh, at the wedding they had like bowls. You know they have bowls of candy or little cutesy things at weddings, 
sometimes. How old is this brother? Like fifty? Yeah, he's, she's twenty nine, and he is uh, he's forty six. Okay. So, but you know how they usually have bowls of different candy or different things that weddings will have. Uh, these two decided to have bowls of cigarettes. Oh, sitting out there for everyone. So very nice. Yeah, very nice. I didn't know. I I I ashamed. I didn't think of that as the twins segment until now. But we worked it in, Bob. Yeah, that was clutch. Clutch twins reference. Matt. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I I've found a way to incorporate that cool Lebowski music and the segment where we mention the king. What the fuck has anything got to do with LeBron James? Warner Brothers invested $15.8 million dollars. And a new venture LeBron and his cronies have started called Uninterrupted. It's an athlete social media journalism POV video platform that they are launching to, well, they haven't said directly that their competition is the Players' Tribune, Mm -hmm. founded by one Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant. Kobe, yep. With the help of Kevin Durant as an investor. Uh, One difference that Maverick Carter said is going to be between Uninterrupted and the Players' Tribune, which could have been part of the Yo Mama is So Fat section, (laughs) is uh, he said, we're not necessarily the place where any player can come and break the news. We're going to be very selective on the athletes we choose. They have to fit a certain criteria. Uh, we want athletes who can be insightful, who can speak intelligently, and who can be authentic. End so, quote. so say Josh McRoberts has some news he wants to break, <laughs> Bob. Do you think Josh McRoberts uh, can can get that uninterrupted yeah. FaceTime? He yeah, needs? try try Jeter's uh, stupid bag for that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go over to Jeter and Kobe for that, McBob. So who's, whose media empire, who's by the player's media empire would you be more interested to? Which one are you gravitating towards? You got the choice of A, Kobe Jeter with third man Durant, or B, LeBron James. Did I mention Gronkowski is uh, also right. involved with him? And their third guy is Draymond Green. You could make arguments for both those, Bob. It's hard to, it would be hard to say no to Jeter and Kobe just based on sports royalty wise yeah but, but Gronk and Draymond that would be yeah it's kind of now, I, granted they're not writing daily articles they're just kind of the, sure. behind it but still Gronk and Draymond are they're characters yeah I kind of think of it as like Kobe Jeter Durant is like Tupac and LeBron Gronk and Draymond are a biggie yeah. you know Biggie's he's a lot more fun, you know. They're right. You know, Tupac is rapping about more some serious usual, issues, yeah. but you know, Biggie's rapping about sandwiches and grape Kool Aid. Se- you know, Sega Genesis. Yeah, there's a there's another section where I like to uh, start talking about bets I'd like to make. Papa needs a new jet ski cushion. My prediction, got a couple of bold ones for you. Kind of shaky on the first one, but I predict the Warriors are going to lose on Tuesday in Indiana, Ooh. December 8th. Paul George is on, on a mission right now. Paul George and Steph Curry were the East and West players of the month in the NBA. And yeah, they're both on fire. 
I figure this is it. It's a seven-game road trip. They're already 3-0. and You mentioned they have their next four games on the road. That's where I predict. If they don't lose that one, then I predict they go 82-0. and <laughs> Right. No. no, but my <laughs> other prediction is after watching – I think I've watched all but one or two Warriors games this year, and I think they're going to break this, the 96 Bulls wow. season record. Wow. They have to go 52-9 and nine the rest of the season to finish – 73 and 9. Yeah. But I think they're going to do it. I think Draymond being the leader in the locker room. Just recently, they interviewed Luke Walton, who's filling in for Steve Kerr as the coach uh, these first 21 games. And they asked him when he thinks the Warriors are going to lose their first game. And he said, hey, a seven game road trip, even for a great team, going 5 and 2 would be you know acceptable would be a win right so he said he's not saying they're gonna lose but if he had to say when he predicts they will lose it'll be at some point on the seven game road trip he didn't say to which team but then he did go on to say that with having an attitude like that is not something that draymond green really even allows in the locker room yeah i saw that quote. he said i would say it but then draymond would just start yelling about going seven and oh yeah yeah the spurs by the way are 17 and four yeah, <laughs> I didn't always always that. a quiet seventeen yeah. and four. From I didn't the, realize that, and that's they're just oh man, they're playing outstanding. But hey, they've lost four, so they're a bunch of chumps, right? No twenty-one and zero, but I love it. I love how this streak has gotten people interested in the NBA in November for the first time that I can remember. Besides, you know, me and you and our. Our fellow Brickhouse listeners, of Bob, course. Bob, would you say it was a November to remember? A Movember to remember. Oh, man. With all the Instagram stashes, too. A Movember to Movember. On the next episode of Brickhouse. Can't wait where we're going to have uh, another another Johnson on the podcast next week. Um, what else what might we be talking about on that next episode? We might be talking about the disappearance of Randy Whitman. Oh, no. I'm predicting that by next week, he will have gone missing. And the theories will be he's either possibly kidnapped by a Wizards fan doing some sort of, you know, reverse Celtic pride, trying to you oh. know, save the team by getting rid of their yeah. witless coach. Or maybe Whitman realizes he's going to be fired. And so he's doing like uh, George Costanza did in an episode of Seinfeld, where he knows this woman wants to break up with him, so but she's really attractive, and he wants her to he wants her to accompany him to a company ball. So he just avoids her phone calls and avoids her running into her in the street and stuff, so she won't have a chance to break up with him. Brilliant. This is what I think Whitman's doing. Yeah. Obviously, what would be the motivation for this? I just suspect he just wants one more Christmas over at the Gortot's house <laughs> uh, before he's run out of town on the Washington Yuletide log. But we'll have to wait and see and give you guys the full report on Whitman and everyone else in the NBA next episode of Brickhouse. <laughs>
knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 